Welcome to The Positive Sip, stories about life, leadership, and Mississippi. I'm your host, Dr. Regina Hyatt. This episode, you'll hear a special Mississippi story and my reflections on leadership. So let's begin. I'm so excited to welcome Dr. LaShawn Simpson to the Positive Sip. And Dr. Simpson is an outstanding faculty member, mentor, and friend to all at Mississippi State. Dr. Simpson, thank you so much for joining us today. And I would love for you to start by telling us your Mississippi story. How did you come to be at Mississippi State and Starkville? and make this place your home. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Um, Wow, my Mississippi story. It's kind of a winding tale to get there. Um, So I was postdoc looking for a job, not quite sure which direction I wanted to go. And I met Dr. Lakeisha Williams before she left. And she... Uh, we ran into each other at a professional society conference, and she was recruiting for Mississippi State. And so we had a dinner together, and then I came for just a visit to give a presentation, meet the faculty. And then from there, I came back for an official interview, and the rest is history. Excellent. Excellent. So as you have been at Mississippi State, uh, both as a faculty member, but also in formal and informal ways, providing leadership to the Honors College, your academic department, student organizations that you advise and work with, you have participated as a leader, as a mentor, and in many ways, someone that students really rely on. So talk a little bit about what leadership means to you and how you exhibit that in your day-to-day work? To me, leadership is, it's about the people. And I want people who lead me to come into leadership with this mentality. So I try to lead with this mentality myself and that if you're able to reach people and connect with people, then you would be able to lead them. I think first they need to trust you. So building trust, building relationships. um, And I'm all about diversity. So building a diverse team and then leveraging everyone's strengths and capabilities within that team. And then also I'd say for me, one of my hidden talents is being able to see potential within people that they may not see within themselves. So sometimes I have to pull a few arms to kind of get people to believe in themselves. But once they once they catch it, they really get going from there. So to me, that's that's leadership. That's awesome. And in your work here at Mississippi State and your background in terms of your discipline, you conduct research on cardiovascular disease and and health disparities in particular, among lots of other pursuits, academic pursuits. So how did those two topics particularly become of interest to you? So honestly, (laughs) initially I got into cardiovascular disease research because that was my graduate school topic. That was my dissertation topic. And the more I got into it, the more I started doing research on it. 
I started to see how it was more negatively impacting uh, people in rural areas, people with lower socioeconomic status, and that looked a lot like my family. And then also, as my mom's health was declining, she started to develop some some heart complications. And so from there, I, I kind of stayed in cardiovascular disease. And then also, once I got to Mississippi, it's like number one cause of death in Mississippi. And so much of Mississippi is rural. And so a lot of those areas are considered food deserts. And so they don't have access to the healthy foods that they need. So they're eating what's available to them there. And that's just further contributing to the heart disease that they're suffering from. So just, again, all about people that has kept me engaged in this research topic. And you talked about the importance of connecting with others and you have mentored so many, many students in uh, in many ways, but also into STEM disciplines. So science, technology, engineering, and math is what STEM stands for. Um, and especially focusing on mentoring uh, other women and Black women in particular. Is there a, a reason why mentoring and uh, mentorship is important to you? Yes, yes. I I love mentoring. I would say, you know, people always ask, what's the thing you would do for free, you know, and mentoring is that. I I love, again, connecting with students and getting them to see their potential. This summer, my whole lab has been a group of ladies and we've had the theme hashtag women in STEM. <laughs> love All it. summer, yes. And so for me... STEM has always been, you know, uh, kind of a white male field and without without many women, without many people, many black people, Hispanic. And so for me, it's been important because as I was coming up in STEM, I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me and I also didn't feel included a lot. So I wanted to pay it forward. And now that I'm here, I want to bring others along the way. So not only those that are already here, I want to make them feel included. But then I do a lot of K-12 outreach also to kind of show students that it's possible to do it. It's fun. It's hard. But you can make it fun and you can be successful in it. I think that's so important that there are opportunities along the way through K through 12 outreach, et cetera. Uh, usually students don't decide at college time that they are are not going to pursue STEM. That happens right. much earlier mm-hmm. in a young person's school experience. Absolutely. Yeah. It's about those early connections and keeping them engaged. Uh, We've also, a lot of research has shown that it's middle school. That's kind of the, the dividing point. So a lot of girls really like science in elementary school. Then once they get to middle school, it's not so cool for girls to be in science, you know, and it kind of breaks off into a lot of the more hardcore stuff. So it sort of weeds out a lot of minorities and women. And so that's where we really try to, to reach them and keep them engaged and help them see the big picture and why STEM is important. And it is so important that young women know that they can do it. Absolutely. And that they're capable of doing it. And I love that you're making it cool, too, right? (laughs) That it's it's fun and it can lead to discoveries and innovations Mm -hmm. and all the things that I think most people are interested in doing when they pursue a career in science. Yes, definitely. 
So what keeps you encouraged and motivated to pursue your goals uh, around your research or more generally and to help others? What what keeps you going? Oh, wow. That's a tough one. <laughs> Some days is harder than others. Um, for me, and I hate to keep saying the same thing, but it's the students. So the students keep me encouraged. A lot of what I do in my work is writing grants, writing research papers, and you get a lot of rejections there. And the only thing that wakes me up and keeps me going is knowing that I'm here for the students and connecting with my students because writing another grant <laughs> that's going to get rejected, that that doesn't get me going. Um, so for me, I would say what keeps me encouraged is my family. I was raised by a single mom, small town in South Carolina, and she sacrificed a lot for me to be here and for me to get an education. So I keep it going because I want to make her sacrifice worth it. And I also have two nieces and one of them is she graduated from pharmacy school last year. So she's working for the FDA. So being an inspiration for them and my second niece, she just finished law school. So being an inspiration for them and then also being an inspiration for the students that I interact with. Awesome. Awesome. Paying it forward and keeping your encouragement of others is so important. And I know your nieces are so fortunate to have you as their aunt cheering them along the way. That's I remind awesome. them all the time. <laughs> as you should, as you should. Um, so I, I always ask people who come to visit on the positive sip, what their favorite quote is, or uh, maybe it's a scripture or a saying that you can't attribute to anyone else. But what is that for you? And why does it resonate for you? Mm. Wow. I have a few. Uh, You're welcome to share all of them. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So um, number one, uh, there's one that I keep right next to my computer in my, in my office. Uh, it says, a flower does not think of competing with the flower next to it. It just blooms. I don't know who that's from. But for me, that reminds me to to do me, right? So there are a lot of prescriptive ways to go about this career, but for me, I have to do what makes me happy. I have to do the things that bring me joy. Of course, there are a lot of things that don't bring joy that I still have to do, but it's easier to do those things if I'm filling up the rest of my space with the things that bring joy. So for me, it's just stay in my own path and you know do it my way. Another one is, I think this is Marianne Williamson. It's been attributed to several other people, but I did finally narrow it down to her. Your playing small does not benefit the world. And so quite often, you know, imposter syndrome and all that kind of gets in your head. And where you may have, you know, big dreams, you may tend to play small just because, you know, am I, am I going to fit in? You know, can I do this? Am I enough? Who am I to dream this big? And so for me, that one, that one kind of keeps me going because if I, if I shrink myself, then I'm not helping the world. The connection that I find with both of those quotes is this notion that we are 
not in competition with each other, right? Absolutely. First of all, that mm-hmm. we all have something to contribute and that we have to take chances and risks. And yes. sometimes that means pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone to do that. But knowing that if we do take those chances, then maybe we can change the world mm-hmm. um, and have a greater impact. Absolutely. I love those quotes. Thank you for sharing that. So the impetus around the positive sip is to elevate the stories of Mississippi because my uh, sense and what I've heard from, you know, my colleagues around the country, and I'm sure you have experienced this as well, is that uh, people have certain beliefs about Mississippi and and maybe some of those are true, uh, but a lot of them aren't and they don't know about the people in Mississippi or the great things that are happening here. And so I think about what a special place this is and um, the tremendous opportunity we have to create change, to make it a Mississippi for all of us. And I'd love to hear from you what you think makes Mississippi special and unique. Oh, yeah. And I love the the way you you frame the question. But for me, I always say it's the people, especially the students here. They a lot of we get a lot of first generation students here in Mississippi State. And as a first generation, former first generation student, I always try to pour into those. But even our students that aren't first generation, I feel that they come here as empty vessels open to learn and any opportunity you give them they're so excited and they want to do their best and that's why I always try to do a lot of mentoring to encourage the students that there's a bigger world than what they have here and so kind of encourage them to go out and do more um to me that's what makes makes Mississippi special it's it's the people Absolutely. Yeah. And it's people like you, Dr. Simpson, that make Mississippi special. And I'm so grateful that you uh, took time to visit with us and to share your Mississippi story. And I want to say thank you for what you do every day in support of students and student success and the work that you're doing across our state to understand how to make Mississippi healthy. Healthier. It's so important because we know, as you mentioned, um, we have some roads to to keep working on um, to make this a place where everyone has access to what they need to be healthy and well. So thank you for your efforts and thanks thank for you. being on the positive sip. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed my visit with Dr. LaShawn Simpson, an outstanding member of our faculty here at Mississippi State. And Dr. Simpson is not only an incredible researcher and teacher, but she has also been responsible for continuing to inspire young scientists to pursue STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math degrees and to encourage young people, especially young women, to pursue uh, graduate degrees and medical degrees and other kinds of work that advance our understanding of uh, healthcare. And I'm so inspired uh, by her work. And I particularly am inspired 
by her efforts around mentorship. So today I wanted to reflect a little bit on this idea of mentorship. I think sometimes we get a little bit caught up in this idea of quote unquote finding a mentor. And we tell people, whether it's college students or high schoolers or sometimes even kids younger than that, you need to find a mentor. And I think what we mean by that is having a mentor, someone in your life that inspires you, who is someone who may be in a job that you could see yourself doing. But more importantly, someone that you value, uh, their approach to life or their leadership style, or maybe they're in a position that you could see yourself in. But sometimes I think telling someone you need to find a mentor doesn't really help them to actually find a mentor. And mentoring isn't necessarily successful, although it can be, but isn't necessarily successful when you sort of randomly put two people together and say, oh, this person is going to be your mentor. My belief and my experience is some of that is organic in nature, and it's about the relationship that you build over time. I do think it's possible to participate in, quote, mentoring programs where maybe you are paired up with someone or uh, several someones and either you serve as a mentor or you're being mentored as a mentee. And over time, that relationship develops into one where you do see that person as a valued part of your life. I've had a lot of mentors in my life. Uh, I think back especially to a man uh, who I will refer to as Dr. B, but his name uh, was Bill Bratton, Dr. Bill Bratton. And Dr. B was at my undergraduate institution, and I first got to know him when I was a student leader as an undergrad. And one of the perks of being a student leader at my school was you would get invited to Dr. B's house. And uh, it was called the Yellow Farmhouse. He lived on a farm and his house was a yellow farmhouse. And to be invited to the Yellow Farmhouse was sort of the pinnacle of your student involvement. That meant that you were the president of something. um, And Dr. B invited student leaders every year to his house for an event. And I always uh, valued that relationship because it wasn't just about being invited to the house. But Dr. B was one of those people who would constantly cheerlead for you. And I think that's one of um, the great things about mentorship is that your mentor is on your side. Now, that doesn't mean they're always going to tell you you're right. Let me be clear about that. But your mentor is someone who's always on your side, who's always cheerleading for you, always pushing you to be better. So I met Dr. B as an undergrad, and then I went to the same institution for graduate school. And again, Dr. B was always there cheering me on. All through my career, and I've been working in student affairs for 25 years, at every juncture of my career, Dr. B was there. He would send me a note every time he found out that I had taken a new job. He would nominate me for awards from various professional associations. He would send me um, 
emails to just check in and see how I was doing. Dr. B retired not long after I was uh, out of graduate school from my undergraduate institution. So he wasn't working anymore, but he saw it as his mission to support not just me, but lots and lots of other students, graduate students, undergraduate students from our school along their professional journeys. And I will always, always remember Dr. B. He passed away a few years ago. I have um, just great memories of him. I try so hard to be the kind of mentor that Dr. B was to me. Um, back to inviting students to my house. I, I do that every semester in a non-COVID world, <laughs> at least, uh, to have dinner at my house and to um, spend time getting to know them and getting to know what their needs and interests are. It's always been an, a valuable part of, of my interaction with our student leaders. Um, and so as you think about mentors in your own life, I don't think these have to be mentorships for a lifetime. I know I just told you a story about a mentor who has been in my life for a long time. But I also believe that mentors can be for a season of life. And sometimes those seasons are while you're in school or while you're in a graduate program or while you're preparing for a job or while you're preparing to take on some leadership role. But mentors can be with you through a season. And then after that season is over, it's okay. Those relationships don't have to necessarily continue as mentoring relationships, but hopefully you've developed a friendship and a mutual respect for each other so that those connections don't die away. I do want to make one last note about this idea of mentorship, and that's something that's related to mentorship, but it's called sponsorship. And sponsorship is, I think, a form of mentorship. In, in thinking about the difference, sponsorship happens when the person who maybe is your mentor can also be a person who is helping to sponsor you. And when I say sponsor you, I mean that they're helping to open doors for you into a job, into an experience, into um, a conference, into presenting with them or writing a paper with them. Um, there are all kinds of ways that uh, sponsorship can also happen. And that's a really also important part of mentorship. and. If you are able to find someone who you connect with that you feel like is someone that you could be mentored by and maybe perhaps sponsored by, I think you're a pretty lucky person. So I'm not going to say go out there and find a mentor, but I am going to say it's great to have mentors. And I hope that you have someone in your life who can play that role for you. Thank you for joining us on The Positive Sip. We hope you'll be listening again for our next episode. The Positive Sip is produced and edited by Flora Dito, Carson Brantley, and Katie Corbett.